Hi guys and welcome to our first ever episode of ACS Talks where we give real talk and real experiences. So we're all students from Pearson Business College but we thought that we would share a bit about how we've experienced virtual learning and a little bit about um, adjusting to uni life probably as first years are coming and a little bit about what you can apply for to help you out while you're at uni. Um, so first we're going to go straight into talking about virtual learning. Keisha? Yeah, so virtual learning, I think it was the last two months or three months at uni when we had to do virtual learning because we were all in lockdown and we got that um, extension, didn't we? We got like a week extension with coursework. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I, I won't lie, I found it really hard at first, especially because at the start I was self-isolating in my accommodation room by myself. So I found it really hard to figure out how to concentrate because my bed is right next to my table. So okay. it, was a, it, was, it was a conflict between bed, table, bed, table, bed, table. And at the end of the day, I always, I always chose bed. I was so, going to say, who won? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was hard because without having someone to kind of just be there to be like, you got, you got to do this. And I, I should have probably been a bit more self-motivated with coursework. But when you're in such an environment like COVID, and you're like, well, I'm going to die tomorrow, even though we're, we're not, if we're staying safe. You just find so many excuses of why not to do the work. Um, but I, I didn't find the virtual experience terrible. Obviously, you don't get those one-to-ones that we usually get at uni. But um, I didn't find it terrible. I think it was pretty much the same. With lectures, we did it 80% online anyway. Everyone would go at the start of the year and then no one was attending after January. Exactly, five people in a lecture, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one was attending those lectures. Um, so lectures was fine. Some of were a bit difficult, um, especially when there was lecturers who really didn't know how to use technology. <laughs> it, was, it was daunting, but um, I think with the virtual virtual living not even living sorry virtual coursework virtual seminars virtual lectures it's really just bringing that independence and times in it by two because you have to be independent going into uni but at least you're in uni you're in that environment where you're ready to learn whereas when you're at home you need to find that space and have that mindset to be doing it while you're in such a comfort zone where you're just used to relaxing because i don't yeah. think they're open libraries even my libraries aren't open no. I think at the time, like, because I think it was just before lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. That uni closed, yeah. So, because the library isn't anywhere, we could just only do it at home. So, there was nowhere else to do work, literally. How did you cope it, Ricky? Um, it was difficult, like, in the beginning, especially, like, when I had seminars like, at 9 a.m. or whatever, I was going to bed at, what, 3 a.m.? And then I would get up and then I'd have my lecture in my bed, literally, or my seminar. Like, I wouldn't get up because it's just like, why am I getting up? And then I'd probably, like, fall asleep halfway through it and whatever. And most of the time, a lot of people didn't come. Like, maybe in the beginning, there was a lot more. But then towards, like, the end, like, towards my maybe April, mid-April, like, no one was coming. I got, like, a seminar where there was, like, three people in there, me included. So... Yeah, it was really hard, I think, in terms of, like, having a sleep pattern and just time management. It was difficult because 
we've never been in a situation where we've had a pandemic, do you know what I mean? And now it's just like, you can't do anything apart from staying in your house. So I think your home situation really affects how you study as well. 100%. And like she said she was by herself. Yeah. And then you um, had to actually force yourself to learn. Mm. Whereas with my home environment, my mum works from home anyway. So it was a normal schedule for like us. It's just for me, it was like I'm spending more time with my family. So everyone's already up by like nine o'clock already. And then I just know, okay, I need to go downstairs, get ready for my lecture and just have my notes ready. So to be honest, I've been enjoying this. I don't know for everyone else, but I've actually been enjoying it. Like, it's just, for me, I find it easy. Simply because I don't have to get up early, get ready and go to uni. It's more of a thing, get ready quickly, go downstairs and just write a few notes. So I'm prepared for my lecture. But um, I, I don't know, managing time, I get what you guys mean, but at least I think the seminars and lectures gave structure to my day. Otherwise, it will just be literally Netflix all the time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It, it does depend on where you are and your space because the one of the reasons why I moved out was because my house was packed. Like, it was packed. Yeah. Even though it was just me, my sister, my mum and my brother at the time, there's always people in the house. There's always people in the house. Like, aunties, uncles. I couldn't study. I was in a box room, so my table again was right next to my bed. And if I was studying, it would be my brother slamming in and just slamming in, just slamming in, looking at me, and then leaving. Or my sister bothering me, or my mum bothering me. That's actually one of the maddest things. Like, if you've got siblings, guys, you cannot study around your siblings. You can't just say, oh, guys, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to study for my bed. It doesn't work like that. I'll also encourage everyone, if you're going to study, do breaks in between and change your spaces. So even if you do one hour studying in your room, one hour studying downstairs, one hour studying in the kitchen, maybe go outside, go for a walk or something, come back. Just small things to make your day a bit more, do you get what I mean? Like, Because if you're just sitting at the same space, it gets boring and you're not really learning anything. Yeah, 100%. No, that's definitely true because with me, I'm because I'm um, in a flat. I've just got one, one, one floor, so I've got the table that I'm that I've ordered to go in my bedroom because now that everything is online, I've ordered yeah. a table for my bedroom because there's space in there. But what I used to do is I would revise at the kitchen table, and then once I've like got up to my hour, my hour thirty. I would just move. I just move, go to my bedroom, probably watch Netflix for thirty minutes, do something else. Sometimes exercise, but mm, me. <laughs> and then get back to work. Like when people are there, like, oh my gosh, yeah, home workouts, and then I was just like, yeah, I'm over it still. You like, know what? I had a streak, I had a streak, Rocky, and I was going good for a while, and then I was just like, see ya, I'm gonna get fat. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I don't care. Literally, literally. I think oh, it's just so hard, like for everyone. Like we try to do our best to stay motivated and to do like different activities, but it's just it's really hard when the world around you is basically on pause. It's just really difficult. So it's actually quite mad to even think that we're going back to uni when we're in such a crazy time. I was coming home the other day and I saw kids in their school uniform and I was like, wow, we're actually back to normal. Yeah. I hate the school kids, man. 
work. <laughs> I seriously, I just can't deal with it because yeah, I just feel like I'm being watched by these small eyes. Even have their own buses now. They can't even take like the same buses as. Um... I find that absolutely disgraceful. I'm not gonna lie. How yeah. is their non non? What they call it non school service buses? That's that's absolutely disgraceful. So that means if they're school kids, they can't go on that bus at all. I know. This is the thing. I don't understand why they couldn't. If they were doing online for them during lockdown, why couldn't they do it? They can do it for uni. Why can't they do it for um, primary school? But then again, I do think about parents who are, who are back at work now. They can't put their kid on online. Yeah, yeah because it's basically free childcare. Yeah, it all goes back onto the economy. That's the thing. Um, but when we're in this in this situation. I just think as Londoners, we just, whenever we're in like a hard time, we just force ourselves to keep going. There's no break. We just force ourselves to keep going. And that's the thing right now with me buying my table and my chair. And I spent 30 pounds in Ryman's the other day on stationery and getting ready for uni. Of course. <laughs> but it's just, it's just what Londoners do. I guess it's just what uni kids do. And I think people, people a bit younger now, they they're very driven like they know what they want even with the subject they choose they know what they want especially if they're going into our uni where, where it's business um focused and they exactly. know they're going to get so much like industry access they're going to be focused enough to be like okay i'm going to study in this spot and this spot this week and that's mm -hmm. it but it is more about um if they have the option to at their house 100 well, I think that's going to be, like, the difficult thing for a lot of students. It's, like, because of me, like, personally, when um, I have my little routine and stuff, like, going to uni and having, like, my daily sort of plan and routine to, like, like, get up, get ready, go to uni, then after uni I'll do this and I'll do that and whatever. Like, having that plan made my life so structured. So I feel like now, going back in September, only having one day, like, and then everything else is online I can plan stuff around it but it's not going to be the same do you know what I mean I feel like there's going to be a lot of unorganized days that I'm going to have I mean Rocky do you have somewhere in your house where you can move from like your bedroom yeah I do yeah but I know that I definitely I'm going to try my best to like go to other like social spaces like even if I have to go to a different cafe I'll do that because I know that in my house I'm not going to be able to study like all the time I'm there because sometimes I have like people in my house I have like my little cousins and stuff like that and it's just like I can't study with loads of kids around screaming and shouting or whatever do you get what I mean no 100% that's why I, that's was me for so many years like I used to study in Costa coffee I just buy a coffee and I'd sit in the back for about four hours that's what you can do. I love it. Like when I was working in Starbucks, I would see it all the time. Like I'd see students go, like get there for like eight a.m. and stay there until like four in the afternoon. And I was just like, yeah, one day that's gonna be me. And the time has come. So, so I think we definitely need to be more creative with our study spaces. But would there would would you guys give any other advice about adjusting to uni? Especially, I'm thinking about the freshers, man. Like the first years. I mean, I don't even know if many people are having freshers, and that's so sad to me because freshers was a big, big part of my uni, stepping in, I can't lie. I met you, I met, no, I didn't meet you guys, I met you guys in seminars, but I met um, my other friends in freshers, and I went by myself, which was 
it was scary. And Ninka, I think you went to the boat party, didn't you? I didn't go to that. Well, that was, guys, I only <laughs> went to, so there was like four days of freshers and I was like, which one should I come to? I'm joining uni, I don't know no one. But the boat party, you could invite one one friend, like you could bring a plus one. So I was just like messaging one of my secondary friends, telling them to come along with me. Went to the boat party and I met so many people. So like, I feel like even if it's virtual, there's going to be group chats available. Join the ACS group chat, guys. Yes, um, but, yeah, your promo, but literally there's going to be group chats available. You're going to find people that are on your course, even if it's just a thing where like you guys are in the same seminar or you guys go into what they call the breakout sessions in the seminar, yeah, chat right. get to know them because they're going to be in your classes and you, by the time you reach second year, you guys will probably be seeing each other more often. I was going to say, be yourself guys. Just try and make friends with whoever you see on your courses. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do say when you go uni, you meet your friends for life. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you guys feel like you've met your friends for life? I've met, a f- I've, I would say I've definitely met friends that I know I'm going to be friends with for a very long time. Yeah, I think so. If I'm not at, like, um, Michael and Martin's wedding, I'll be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Just for reference, there are two guys in our friend group. But I would be really, I'd be, I'd go there and I'd have a word. <laughs> like, in our friendship group, like, all of us, I feel like if someone doesn't invite me to one of those special events, I'd be like, rah, they are yeah. there. So. I because mean, I think it happens, and uni, can you deep uni is only three years. I know. So it's, it's not even that much time, but it's because you spend so much time, like, talking, studying, or whatever. I think you feel a bit closer to your uni friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like important to spend like time with them outside of uni as well because it makes like your bond so much stronger but like it's the same thing for like work friends as well no definitely i think actually as well as the w- reason why you get such tight bonds in uni is because you're going through the struggle together <laughs> and you just relate because i think one of the main things for me was we we had a major independence gap like from A levels to uni, it was crazy. The amount of stuff that we just think what, what people don't realize is like you're gonna have a lot of free time, but it's not free time. You're supposed to be studying. So I think we all got a hint of that at like A levels, B tech, or whatever. Like you're doing a lot more independent work, but with uni, it's just like you could touch and go. But stay in contact with your tutors, guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you be- you want to build a relationship with your tutors, not not too far, but just be friends with them because <laughs> at the end of the day, one to ones, especially in a big uni, you you're barely gonna get them. But if you if you guys find a common ground, find a common interest, it will be better for you to get those one to ones as soon as possible, getting quicker answers to emails because it is hard, and especially when I don't think. Extra reading, right, was a joke, okay? We, we got our module and we got the book for it. And when it came to exams, it was 60% questions from extra reading that you could find in extra reading. And in my first, in my first term, I didn't touch extra reading. I didn't touch it at all. To be honest, most of the first year I didn't touch it. I can't lie. I and think it's important to at least look at the books, guys. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's so hard because my friend, she's at Loughborough yeah. and they have like a physical library where we have an online library. Yeah. So, like, how are they going to get that sort of access? 
when it's physical. They're going to have to be buying ebooks and etc. And that's going to be an extra cost. And if they're leaving, you know, you move to online though, or give them access to like a bookstore. That's the thing. There's no way they can convert that many books. That's one of the things that Pearson's good at though, because the tutors, I think because our uni is a lot smaller, it's easier to get in contact with your tutors and to get the books that you need. Although you might have to have a queue or whatever for your particular book, it will be available at one stage. Whereas with bigger unis, I think it's more difficult to get your hands on the study materials, just because there might be only like five books and there's 10 children and 10 students in a class so that is one good thing about um Pearson I'd say yeah I think it is but my question is do you think like recommending to first years to be buying those books instead of waiting to rent it is a good idea because one side yes but then on the second side it's like a lot of people don't really take first year seriously because it doesn't count you know, it doesn't add to your degree. It doesn't add to your degree, but it counts. But some people don't, don't actually know that. And so, or some people have a degree where it does count. Exactly. Yeah, like, I think, is it, like, any sort of, like, medicine-like degree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Medicine stuff? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you're studying business, or, I don't know, I don't know any other, like, modes I can think of, maybe, like, psychology or something that they won't count, but when you study medicine, everything counts, literally. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I only, I think I only got maybe two books. Like, I only got two books online, and then the rest were just, like, PDFs of parts of the book. Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, but again, I didn't have to get so, that much stuff because we had it all online for us. Uh, I don't think I, bu- I didn't buy any books. I just used the oh. online library. Same. And yeah. I didn't. I don't. I'm going to be honest, guys. I didn't keep up with the um, extra reading <laughs> in first year, anyway. <laughs> no, in first year I didn't. Second year I did. I had to because my exams. Not that two two is terrible, but I kept getting two two in my exams the same mark, and I was like, "What's going on?" Mm. To be honest, it didn't even go up that much since. I don't know what's up with these exams, but I can never get past two two in these exams. Yeah, that's another thing I'd say that we need we need to talk about. Everyone scores really well in the coursework, but it seems for examinations that it's very difficult. I think it's because they don't tell us what to actually revise. They're like, okay, just revise everything from the beginning of the term, and it's just like there's only so much that you can actually revise. No, I don't think you it's think that, that maybe it's because we forgot how to revise because we've been doing coursework so much. I wouldn't say forgot, but I would say it's very vague on what like the subject is gonna be. Do you get what I mean? So it's like um like when we were studying like principles of business, like we had to study all like fourteen topics that we had from the beginning of the year and it's only gonna fall on like one. Well that's like similar to GCSEs though, because we've been studying since what, year seven to yeah is it year 11 yeah oh, year 11 for GCSE. yeah yeah and then you just have a mass paper and it's literally everything you've learned mm. you know what i mean so very similar to that i think it's more to do with like the examiner themselves because i remember revising the whole week for that exam and all the questions i got 
I had revised for. Um, I think it was strategic marketing we did at that time. And I exactly. still got a two too. I think that some of the courses, I don't know, like yeah, strategic marketing. Guys, I don't know what it is. I thought marketing, when I first joined, I thought marketing was literally social media done. I didn't think it would be difficult. Marketing is one of the most difficult subjects. Uh-huh. It's just like... I don't know what it is, but it's just so much in one subject, mm. and then you'll revise, and then it's like you just get the answer the wrong. Theory, the theory is a lot. Like, why is there so much theory for marketing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I wouldn't expect there was it. Loads of, like definitions, there was loads oh, of like. There is, yeah, there is a lot. But that's huh? the thing. I, there is a lot for marketing, but that's the thing. When I got my feedback, and it wasn't my feedback, they gave us feedback for the whole year, which was ridiculous. Um, what they said was we weren't bringing in real life experiences and I remember putting in free real life, I was speaking about Amazon, I was speaking about this, I was speaking about that and I was like I think I even spoke about Zara because that was one yeah, of the case yeah, 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 yeah. he said speak about Zara mm-hmm. and, um, and people did and still it wasn't it wasn't great but um, let's not scare people <laughs> I feel like we're scaring everyone now like you can do it like it's not like we don't get first and whatnot in coursework but it is just understanding that it's going to be a lot of independence and you do you you it's going into uni and you have to find your new self because most of the time when you come out of sixth form and you get into uni you realize you're a totally different person because mm. i don't think there's that pressure that you get from sixth form like that pressure to click and whatnot you're kind of just there for you and your degree and then whatever comes with it comes with it so it's kind of like finding your new self and then also finding a way to be productive motivated sleep well work part-time if people are working part-time guys work part-time Make yeah those I was working. Listen, there was no way me not living in at home and still not working there was no way that would be possible i don't understand how we can not work part-time you know you know what since we've touched finance let me even jump in guys because do this it. is where we <laughs> do your segment <laughs> so i'm talking a little bit about financial literacy today and our main topic is about grants and bursaries so we did speak a bit about um student funding and I was just going to basically define what the grants are and the options for first-year students. For most of these, obviously, COVID has affected them. However, your applications towards them, um, I, I think it's best to put them in early. And you can still do some of them up until October. We will have a loading page with all of the links. So I'm just going to read through what I have. And then you guys can click on and have more info on that. So with grants, they obviously have a more narrow criteria and they're usually done by charities, government, council and businesses provide these. Whereas bursaries are a win option and they have even um, a closer criteria. They're on a more first come first serve basis and they're usually in a reimbursement for specific expenses like childcare or travel. Um, Other options for student funding are scholarships and they're mostly about attracting or supporting high achievers or some with particular skill set. However, um, all of us have scholarships and I don't think I'm particularly a high achiever, but um, Pearson's option was basically trying to see business skills in all of us. And it was a workshop and they selected a few people um, in a group activity and they were offered to us. I'm not sure if they'll be offering it to um, people joining now, 
but um, I would definitely speak to the uni if you are looking for the scholarship. Um, there are other options such as essay scholarships and they are another good way of gaining finances even though you have this option. Um, so it, this can be as interesting as writing a business plan or something that interests you. I've seen a few, even one about life as a vegetarian. Um, <laughs> you literally just have to write how you feel and there's so many charities out there willing to support people studying for a variety of reasons. So definitely research it and um, write out how you feel in the moment or what you feel about the topic suggested. Um, there are obviously sponsorships and hardship funding. These are obviously really hard to find, but they are very good for early financial freedom. We did speak about it and as students, we're gonna obviously graduate with uh, some debt. So I believe these options are really good for people that are looking to obviously alleviate this stress of having debt when graduating. Although we have to, you know, pay it back. It's after, after what, 25K now? Thanks. Yeah, after 25K. So although it is a low rate of pay, it is going to add up with the interest. Um, and the last option is the hardship fund, which is offered by Pearson. So this is emergency cash, but it's in extreme circumstances. So don't go and blow your money on lubes and then ask the uni for money because they won't give it to you. <laughs> so this universe, um, it's from Pearson and you have to give a track record of your money management skills beforehand. So if I were you, obviously I wouldn't plan for this funding, but it is in extreme cases where if you are struggling and you do find yourself in a tough spot and you don't have anyone to help you, I would suggest contacting the student services and Pearson and just letting them know your situation. Um, and my main advice for this is basically to apply early, check if acceptance or grants or scholarships affect other funding. Sometimes if you apply for one scheme, they, you will not be eligible for another scheme. Um, and just if any strings are attached. So some of them, if you do apply, um, you have to do an internship at one of their firms and stuff like that. Um, and if you change courses or decide not to study a course, this can also affect if you will still have that scholarship. Um, to check your own eligibility. Wow, I can't speak today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> to check your own eligibility oh wow someone said the word for me eligibility <laughs> there we go if um you are earning a certain amount or you come from a different socioeconomic background you may not be eligible for certain um scholarships so please check your own criteria and the main thing i'm going to scream about in all segments is cash management is just so important guys do not spend your money on silly things. Be wise. Most of the time, it's not your money. And if you are given a scholarship, use it to help you progress in your future. Yeah. And that's the end of the financial segment. I love it. I mean, this is the one one of the things I love about you, Yinka, is that I didn't know about half the money that um, Pearson was offering until <laughs> you told me. Um, and it's, I think it's crazy that you found also ones external to Pearson because I know at the start Pearson was very like money friendly like yes let's get you doing this let's give you scholarship etc etc so I think it's this is the thing people don't immediately think people will just give them money or like think their circumstances will make them eligible for money and the thing is that with grants and 
and sponsorships and all the stuff you've been talking about, if you just do a little Google search, you might find something that's for you. And it might really help. With the I think they said something like 60% of them are not even claimed because people wow. don't know about them. It's a lot of money that are offered to students for like simple reasons, just because, you know, you're, I don't know, you're Asian student studying in certain university or a black student studying, I don't know, medicine. You have um, certain grants available to you. So definitely check government websites and all of the links, which will be on our loading page. Guys, if you are not following already, please follow us on Instagram. Can someone say our app, please? It's at ACS Talk. There you go. We've also got our LinkedIn. That will be um, ACS Talks as well. So if you ain't got LinkedIn, get LinkedIn and make sure we're the first company you follow on, or the first page you follow on LinkedIn. Um, we're going to be talking about financial literacy again in our SIP podcast. We're going to go more into depth about money management, saving, um, life ISAs. Do we all have um, how to help to buy or life ISAs? Do you guys have any? I yeah. don't. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll be going into that as well. Um, and our second podcast, our next podcast that's coming in um, next. Well, how do you say the next for this fortnight? next fortnight next fortnight so two weeks guys because i'm trying to use big words um in two weeks we'll be um with a great great entrepreneur we know sam and it will be about entrepreneurs serial entrepreneurs business ideas how to have a business in this current environment so it'll be a good one to join us along and if you want on our loading page hopefully we'll get you a space where you can ask prior questions but it will all be there um on our loading page probably a day after our podcast is out so and another thing guys we are having a prize draw for that episode so yeah. if you would let us know what you achieved during covid or your best business idea something that makes um you tick or makes you stand out from other students let us know what it is and we can um give you a prize so we'd love to hear back from everyone about what you achieved. Perfect. Well, I think for our first podcast, that was really great. Please do give us feedback. We always want to better ourselves. We do find this podcast really not only fun, but informative and something I really wish I had when I started uni. So let us know. Um, give us feedback. And yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Hi. Right. You guys.